Nurses Station. Hey, everybody. Welcome back again to the 10th floor. It's me, Matt. Hi, everybody. It's Kat. And we, we went down to the to the parking garage, and then we had to turn around and come right back up to the 10th floor because uh, it's soap opera world, and that's what happens at general hospitals. People are there all day long, in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out, just like us. <laughs> You know, I go to my yep. doctor's appointment in the morning, but then I need to have a conversation with Dr. Finn in the afternoon. So I'm just going to go back to the hospital, have that conversation in the hallway because I can't just send him a text. Or maybe the park. <laughs> or at the park. Or at the park. Or at the park. And we have just somebody hiding behind trees going, oh, tell me what's going on. What's going on? What's going on here? <laughs> <sighs> hey, we did something cool earlier today. Yeah, we did. So, so, so I don't know if you people who are listening to my voice right now did this before or did this after you're listening to my voice right now, but we had an hour long conversation with Kathleen Gaddy, who plays Lisa Lobrecht on General Hospital. Yes. And that audio is available for you all right now. Not Gotti, but Gaddy. Gotti. Gotti. Right? Gaddy. Not Gotti. Not Gotti. Gaddy. Gaddy. Not Gotti. Not Gotti. Gaddy. No. Gaddy. Gaddy. Kathleen Gaddy. We have been corrected. <laughs> yes, and she and she she did a podcast with us, you guys. Yeah, yeah. She sat down for us with a good long hour, really. I, I thought, oh, you know, we'll get her, we'll get her for twenty minutes while she's getting ready for her day. She's been crimping her hair and drinking her coffee and just half talking to us, but no, no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. She was wise. She was sagely. She sang a mm-hmm. little bit. Just a smidgen. Just as much as we sing. You know, you know, yeah, you know. Let's go surfing now. Everybody's learning how surfing safari with me. Surfing safari with me. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, man. So that was a good time. So if, if, if you listen to it, awesome. I'm, I'm glad you did. If you haven't listened to it yet, go. Do, do it. I mean, after you listen. You know what? It's your life. It's your schedule. However you want to consume these episodes you know, is up you to all, you. Y'all want to just stop this one and listen to that one first. You know, listen to this, but you're like, oh, okay, they, they did that. You know what? You Absolutely. Pause this one. Go to that one. Go to that one. But after you put, listen to that one, come back to this one. We'll come back to this one because we got a lot to say about General Hospital this we got week. a lot to say. Lots, lots, yeah, lots of do. stuff. Lots of stuff. You know, like so a, what do we have to say, Matt? Um, Spencer Cassidyne moved back to Port Charles, but I only think he moved with one shirt. <laughs> He got one shirt, one pair of shorts, right. and a swimsuit. And a swimsuit. And that's it. He must that's have sunk it. all of that Cassidyne money into that, that waterfront house. <laughs> oh, um, um, uh, so, 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 here, so here it is. Here's the fun about this pool set. People don't usually go to the pool every single day of summer. Except for Spencer Cassidyne. <laughs> He ain't got nothing else to do. He's got nothing else to do but stand next to the pool and not wear a shirt and just just be out there lying. Mm-hmm. Out there flirting. Out there driving wedges Trina. between people. Working but not working with Trina. Were they working together? No. I mean, yes, but no. I'm I'm very confused with that whole development. Well, they still flirted flirty a little bit. They but Trina. Flirty flirty and she's Trina like, oh, we're being gonna... as outspoken as she is. Yeah. Oh, boy. She's going to. She's going to tell Spencer every well, yeah, well, chance I mean, she gets. So uh, Trina right. is not what we would call passive aggressive. 
but no. she has been with Spencer just to jab at him, and I think that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, because she likes him. Yeah, she likes him. She wants she wants this to work out, you know. And like you know, mm-hmm. Ava is always like, "Oh yes, a bad boy. You enjoy the bad boy." <laughs> Everybody you likes know, a little bit of badness little, in their boys. Let me sing a little praise for Sydney Michaela. Okay, because okay. you know Sydney, I know you're listening, right? Yeah, of course, they all listen. Sydney Michaela, the growth we have seen from the first day that you showed up on screen as Trina to today, girl, you have grown. Five hundred percent. Here's the thing. Trina's got the best lines. You really have. You're wonderful. I love you. Trina has the best written lines. Oh, my gosh. She's got smart-ass teenager in her mouth, doesn't she? Yes. But (laughs) those lines would not be written for somebody that could not handle them. Mm -hmm. They would not be written for somebody that has not already shown the writers that, good God, this is the direction to take this character because she nails it. Mm-hmm. And she has, and she does. She nails it every single time. Every single time they put something snarky in her mouth, it sounds real. Real. It sounds thought out. It sounds honest and truthful, and also really sets up that Trina is someone that is in control mm-hmm. of her life and who she allows in and out of it. Mm-hmm. And that is awesome. absolutely. Yeah, it's it, and it's a, it's a different character trait than the other teenagers have as well. Because the teenagers, other teenagers seem to be a little so insular, you know. Cameron Joss, Joss Cam, Gam Joss, Joss Cam, Gas, Cam mm-hmm. Joss, Joss Cam. Like that's been that's been it for the last couple of years. I mean, they've had the friend group, but Joss Cam, Cam well, Joss, Joss Cam. You know, Joss has had some different things, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the whole the whole the whole weight of the friend group has really kind of been surrounded around Joss and Cameron. Mm-hmm. You know, they mm-hmm. were the friends that have mm-hmm. been on the show for the longest, so they're the core mm-hmm. of the group, and everybody else is kind of those accessories that have been added on into it um, throughout time. So Cam mm-hmm. and Joss are the core, the core two, and everybody else is kind of around them. And over the last couple of years, especially the last couple of months, Trina has grown and become less of the one that's around Cam and Joss and more of her own individual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's through family. Not just a cor- just not a corner of the trio. Right. But have her own corner as well. Right, right. And that and that, you know, having um scenes that don't include Joss and Cameron are mm-hmm. a big help when it comes to establishing somebody mm-hmm. outside of that trio. Um also, you know, things are growing within her family. She's got the mom now, she's related to an older character in Taggart. Of course, we got the Curtis thing coming down the line eventually. So as time goes yeah, on, and she that just old gets... bat Aunt Stella's her aunt. <laughs> <laughs> and you know who and and gosh you know and, and stella coming in and trying to control trina's life down the line you know well you're my niece now you've got to do it this way blah 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 and, and for trina to be like i don't know who you are you don't mean anything to me yeah. you know yeah. so it's just it's there's so oh, yeah. much they fun have, possibility know, coming down the line with 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 uh aunt stella and everybody else mm-hmm. i mean she rightly might meet her match and trina you, you made me think of something. Yeah. With Aunt Stella and everybody else, she has a history, a big history with Curtis. She has a big history with uh, Jordan. Mm-hmm. She has a big history with even Taggart. She has a big history with Portia, mm-hmm. sort of. She has It's connected zero to her history. big history. Yeah. She has really zero history with Trina. So far. No Trina, but So Trina doesn't have to give her, the, other than just being a decent to your elders... 
Mm-hmm. She has no reason to lift up Stella on this pedestal. Right. That she gets to do this, she gets to do that, she gets to say whatever, because she's Aunt Stella. Okay. She ain't Aunt Stella to her. She's not. No, 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 no. She's no, she, she isn't. She isn't. And, oh, um, I hope she gets snarky with her. Now, now, uh, it is important, though. I don't know exactly who's been writing these scenes, but it seems as though they do have their, their fingers on the pulse of, uh, of communities out there in this great big world of ours. Um, just in the depiction of the scene between Sean and Aunt Stella. And how she was just, mm-hmm. and he always was like, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, all of that stuff. That sort of respect mm-hmm. to your elders within the black community is incredibly important. Absolutely. So um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how Trina feels um, if Stella were to ever come down on her about well, how respectful she's going to need to be in that situation. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's mutts on down the road, though, because, you know, that whole Trina being Curtis's kid ain't going to come out anytime soon, but it will eventually. It will. I, I would imagine it'll come out this year at some time, you think, maybe? Or maybe the beginning of next year, perhaps mm-hmm. February sweeps of next year? Yeah, who knows? There's so many things on the burner right now. Well, I mean, there's a lot going on, especially within the Ashford family dynamic, because you got Stella mm-hmm. keeping the f- the flames alive for Jordan. Mm-hmm. Toward Curtis. You got Curtis moving on with Portia. Portia being distant from it for a couple of different reasons. Um mm-hmm. and a big one of it is I haven't dated anybody since Curtis, which is a huge mm-hmm. revelation to me. Which would be years. Well, years and weird. years and year like ten years. Years. Like years. They, they don't they don't they don't explain their history as this happened a year and a half ago. No. This was before you know that- we were both on the show. And then some. And you know, true true to life, okay? True to life. Okay. If you are just, if you, and I couldn't say just, since that just, if you are a person that is, you know, just not been blessed with a whole lot of good looks, and you don't, and you're well into your adult years, and you haven't dated in a dozen years, Mm -hmm. that's not all that far-fetched. So basically you're saying she's too hot for that. Oh, Portia, Portia, come on. She'd have to, like, turn people down, yeah. be nasty. Maybe she was. To be single. I'm not, and I'm not talking about being single. I'm talking about not. She's she's alluded to not dating. Pretty people don't go dateless that long unless yeah. they're just like, I'm through with y'all. Maybe she was just supremely focused on her daughter and her career. Perhaps. And, you know, it's it's pretty people, pretty rich people with problems. That's what soaps are about. <laughs> pretty so rich people with problems. Pretty rich people with problems. <laughs> <laughs> and her problem was she didn't date. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, that, that, that's quite the revelation. You know, true yes. to life or not, that's quite the revelation. I really haven't dated anybody yes. since Curtis. So um, either she has, she's has, she been harboring such strong feelings for him this entire time that she hasn't been able to connect with anybody else in the same way without thinking about him, so she just avoids it. Or she's been so... Or she's been so intrinsically involved in being a doctor and mother that she just let that portion of her life go, and now she doesn't even know how to really interact with it. She doesn't know how to navigate it. It's it's like getting out of a marriage and back into the dating world. How do you do this anymore? You know, and true to life is, my own mother did that. Yeah. My own mother had nothing to do with fellas for like seven years. Mm-hmm. 
she was like, yeah, I'm going to concentrate on my two teenage kids. They need me more than any fella out there possibly could. Well, I mean, and she didn't date nobody. And that whole Curtis Taggart uh, Porsche triangle really did. It, it, it ended her marriage. It, it gave her a daughter that's not the not fathered by who she says it was. Um, like that whole portion of her life kind of really messed a lot of when it came to just general trajectory of life itself. Mm-hmm. You're right. So, so there's a lot there. And I think that there's a, there's a lot that they can explore if they give it, you know, the time and the focus and such like Kathleen Gotti was saying, you know, some, some, some fans just aren't into the deep dive of emotionality and they got to bring a little more, um, a little more impact, an explosion or two in order to keep the, ex- yeah. the attention and excitement. Okay, Matthew, like always, we deviated, we went off. We go okay, let's go back to Curtis. Let's go back. Let's go. Well, let's go. Well, well, okay. Let's I'm go just back. saying, I'm, I'm just saying that last week, yes, we dipped, we, we just went so deep into certain things yeah. that we didn't even reach the crust of others. Okay. Right? All right. Right. Yes. So let's go back to Spencer. Okay. Okay. What about Spencer? It? Yeah, what about him? Well, I'm, I'm looking. I, I was, I was pleased with Spencer the last two times we saw him. Mm-hmm. Okay, because he was a little more Spencerish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He reminded me a little bit of little Spencer. Okay, you know, with some of the things he chose to say, um, calling somebody a townie, coming in and how how keep to your hands, himself, keep your hands right? to yourself, townie. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. You know, it's just, it's just more just evidence. Said, it's just more evidence that General Hospital listens to our podcast because we keep on talking about townie, and it's not like 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 Spencer called Cam a townie every single time they hung out. No, it was like that one time. But it was so dang funny when he did. <laughs> but but for them to pull like that one word and be it like a townie yes. like stuff, it just it just, it warms my little heart. That uh, oh my gosh, least, I had to pause it just to laugh for a while. Yeah, right, you know. Okay, so do, <laughs> do I believe that they're actually listening to our podcast? Absolutely not. I don't actually truly believe that. But it's nice to see that the things that we enjoyed clearly other people enjoyed as well, and those that are making the show also liked it, and they're continuing to include that kind of stuff into it, and and um. These people know the history of General Hospital more than you give them credit for, fans. Uh. Also, and as as Kathleen alluded to, they're listening to us. No, not necessarily to our podcast, but right. the pulse of uh, the audience. Mm-hmm. They're listening. Oh well, they're listening yeah. well, and I think that's why you know. And when she was saying how characters um, are brought back mm-hmm. because of fan because yeah. of fan interaction, yeah. what fans are saying, right. I guess that's largely the reason why, gee, when you die, you don't die. <laughs> it works, you know. <laughs> People want to see who they want to see, who it they want to see, you know. I, you know, I do wonder what it was yeah. like early on in the days of soap operas, though, when they were trying to figure out what the rules of this very unrealistic landscape of reality that they're trying to depict mm-hmm. is and the first time they decided to bring somebody back from the death in some sort of dramatic way or the first time they gave somebody amnesia and they started to play the same character but different i just i just really wonder what went into those specific decisions the ones that have become soap tropes nowadays yeah which is like normal, normal let's do every, this you know like oh we can't wait yeah. for the next amnesia storyline uh, I just wonder what it was like the first time someone had it on a soap or the first time the writer sat down and said, this is the story we want to tell. You yeah. Know, I just, I'm just, you know, I just, I wish that 
that soap operas were invented in modern times rather than way back when in them ancient years of thousands of years ago. You know, when you were in high school. Um, come on, ma. Come on. Yeah, I know, but my birthday's in two weeks and my age is going to start with a six. Damn it. Whatever. Wise. Wise. <laughs> wisdom. Experienced. That's what you are. Um, but in any case, uh, I just kind of wish because then we would still have, we'd have digital recordings and Netflix streams and all kinds of stuff of this old, old timey original stuff that we just don't have anymore because studios caught on fire or they taped over stuff for live to tape things and just <laughs> didn't have the forethought of keeping this early content, not knowing that TV audiences are going to want to consume the same thing 50,000 times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, that's And they do want to consume the same things 50,000 times. Mm-hmm. That's why two-year-olds watch the same movie every day. Right. Two-year-olds want to see the same movies every day. Two-year-old uh, <laughs> or, you know, 92-year-old audience members want to see Jason and Sam together every single day of their lives. Listen, mm-hmm. all right, I know we were talking about Spencer, but let's talk about Jay Sam a little bit here. Okay, Jason and okay. Sam have done it all. Okay, they've, they've been married, they've been divorced, one's died, the other one's lived. She's had babies with brothers, they've had children together, they've been exploded, they've been kidnapped, they've been captured, they've saved each other from criminals, they've gotten married at the Noodle Buddha, they've been all over the world, they have done everything they can together. Mm-hmm. The only thing left for Jason and Sam is the simple life. Of raising their kids, not fighting. Can't do it. Can't do it. They can't do it. It's They're not interesting television. And what do we do? We want to see Jason and Sam hiding in Canada again. I tell you what. Or do we want to see Jason there. with somebody else? I tell you what. Yeah. I can tell you exactly the time you will get your Z- J Sam back together. Okay, I'm ready. Because it's going to happen. As soon as you hear, as soon as soon as you hear. It doesn't even matter what the content is. As soon as you hear that same piano chord. Yes. The the Jason and Sam love song. That Jason music. Yes. That Jason music, that piano chord. There you all know. They're getting back together. It may not be for a year, but if you hear that piano chord. That's the beginning of the rekindling. The beginning of the rekindle. It's going to happen, folks. It's going to happen. Jason and Jason is miserable. Sam is just trying something with her almost brother. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I was thinking about them the other day, man. It's so funny. It's like, how's your little bro- How's our little brother? Oh, he's good. It's good. How's our little sister? She's good. How's oh, our cousin? She's good. Oh, they're okay. <laughs> Listen, all right. So it's. I want to kiss you, but it doesn't quite feel right. I don't know why. It's not, well. It feels right to them. <laughs> Uh, well, it feels right and wrong to them. I don't know what's going on. They haven't even discussed the fact that they're almost related. It's so funny. You know, I th- I do think that's a conversation that they need to have with one another. Is this right? Is this wrong? Do we care? Do we not care? I don't know. Olivia doesn't seem to mind. Oh, Olivia, she's a fan, isn't she? Yeah, you know, I mean, she seems to detect what's going on and is fluttering mm-hmm. in and out as yeah. the bartender. Um, Olivia, she don't miss much, though. No. Whether it be in a Q house or at the, or at the at Metro the, Court, uh, Metro Court. Yeah. she don't miss a lot. No, no, I can't have a couple. I, I can't have a couple fighting at the bots. It's not a good look. <laughs> we're not, I loved it. Not a, I, I, I like Jay. I like I like Sam and Dante. I like their banter. I like their 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 their, their razzing of one another. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I enjoy it. Um, it's just it, the only unfortunate part is the family tree. And if it wasn't for that family tree, then I would 
like be all for it and more excited. Uh, I don't care about J. Sam. I really don't. I don't have a connection to them in my heart. Well, you weren't watching like every day at the time. Yeah. You you might you know if you had if you had seen them in a, if you would have seen the noodle Buddha mm-hmm. the noodle yeah. Buddha as it was happening, or you would have seen um, their trip to Hawaii mm-hmm. and um, Franco showing up and and pretending that he raped her and terrorizing them yeah. and all the stuff. Yeah. You would be more invested. That was some good Jay Sam. It was, and you know when I heard that piano car chord back then, mm-hmm. I was all for it. I loved it. I, <laughs> it was, and you know what? I'm going to be all for it if I hear it again as well. You know, but I mean, what's in between? But what's in between? I'm there for that too. Let's just, you know, really, really, what it is is it's them kids. Just, just get rid of them kids, Jake and Danny. <laughs> just send them to Florida. Send them somewhere. <laughs> Just get rid of them, and Jason and Sam can can be as dangerous, can be the da- dangerous liaisons all they want, mm-hmm. all they mm-hmm. want. All I do want. think they'll be back together. I do. Oh, yeah. I do think they'll be back together. Um, but uh, but in the meantime, it's okay that they're not. Yeah. In game super couple. That's what they are. In game super couple. Mm-hmm. I think so. In game, I think super so. Couple. They're awesome. Yeah, we'll see. We'll and see yeah, what you, uh, how about? Do you think that Sonny and Carly are in-game super couple, too? I mean, I don't know if they're, like, in-game super couple in the way that's, like, because they passionately love one another. I just think that they just have so much momentum with one another mm-hmm. that it's going to carry them through. Um, I think that there was a character that said something recently over the last couple of weeks about Sonny and Carly's relationship. It might have even been you who said it. I don't know. Where it was just, it's based more on their push against each other. More so mm-hmm. than actual, like, passionate, true love for one another. Like, they love each other. They want each other to be okay. But they push against each other so often and so much that that is their relationship. Is here's this well, exciting person that that's I, always. I don't know. Yeah. There's this exciting person in my not, life that's always pushing me, pushing against me. You know, not mm-hmm. always going, yes, do that. Yes, you are right. Yes, 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 yes. Having that mm-hmm. person be the one that's like, no, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Is what brings them together. But when it comes and to what the, keeps them interesting and what keeps them interesting. And but when it comes to like who you would consider like a true love for Carly or something would fall a little more along the lines of, of what she has with Jason. Just when it comes to. I don't care what the details are. I just love you. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think she really has with Sonny and Carly because detail, because details come up between the two of them that separate mm-hmm. them on a regular mm-hmm. basis. Mm-hmm. And you know, kind of what keeps Jay, what makes Jason and Carly's, and that's not necessarily true on a Carly's half right now, <laughs> but what keeps them, what keeps them, um, like where you you recognize them as as a real love even though I don't really look at them as a romantic love, but as a real love, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like an agape love, unconditional. The lusty thing is not there. No, no, not necessarily. The lusty thing isn't there. It has been the last, you kind of see it peeking through with Laura, with them. I want to say Carly. Laura, with you want to, you yeah. kind of see it peeking through with Carly a little bit in the last couple of weeks because she sure wants to get him on that bridge. <laughs> Why? 
It's Robbins. But it's fine. It, it, it has nothing to do with their current relationship. It has everything to do with destroying the past ones and minimizing them and making them seem like nothing. And right? listen, folks, that is purposeful, okay? Carly yes. don't know what she's doing. She just knows that this is her current man. Mm -hmm. This is the one. Mm -hmm. This is the but one. But I think that is the reason for trying to get him on that bridge because. Little to nothing to do with that bridge. His history with other women do. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth well, she, yeah, well, she, and Robin. She said something along the lines of, oh, we can't go there. That's like, that's that's a you and Robin thing. You wouldn't understand. Mm -hmm. It's for girls only. You don't understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I, I just, you know, really, I'm not, I'm not fully invested in what's going on between Carly and Jason because I know it's not going to happen. I don't think you it's going to happen so, either. Um, whatever. 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 Yeah. Whatever. I just hope that, that, that Dante and Sam don't have a baby. You know, that will be weird. I don't think they'll be lo uh, together long enough for something like that. No. no. Hey, do you I think don't. Gladys is going to try to kill Sasha or something? I think Gladys got something crazy going on. She's oh got something gosh. planned. I saw something the other day. Oh, man. I would love for them to go out in the morning up to the pool make sure the fill's not overfilling make sure the pump's going make sure the little squiggly things crawling squiggly. around the bottom <laughs> hopefully it's squiggling but i you know i know you you know you know me you guys i'm just a demented cat <laughs> i want to see <laughs> gladys floating upside down oh clearly dead with what? her arms out in front of her oh my God. <laughs> At least let her do something that deserves death. Well, she will. She already has. What has she done that deserves death? Come on. Mm. Run out of town? Sure. Killed? Nah. Yeah, but she could do something, though. Because She's she probably is going like to. That. Listen, all right. You know, you know what Gladys has know. now that she didn't have before? Two things. One, a couple of bucks. Mm-hmm. Two, nice hair. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Changing her hair, that she looks good. No, no, it totally, they, it, yeah, it completely makeup? changed her. No, yeah, she, she, they she changed her makeup. Too. She got a makeover. Yeah, she got a makeover. They changed her makeup. They changed her hair. They changed her wardrobe a little bit too. Yeah, on purpose because she, she has great. money now and she's on TV she and she has good. notoriety and and people know who she is. And oh, but she ain't learned a damn thing. This is she? who she's always wanted to be in the face, mm -hmm. but now she can afford it because of all these appearances that she's made on television. <laughs> uh, and also, oh, what's this? What, what this has really done is embolden her because she feels far more important now than she ever has due to her role she played in taking down the evil Cyrus Renault. Yes. On top of that, and she keeps on just charging her my ties over to Carly, huh? <laughs> And on top of that, she feels <laughs> as though um, she now has enough experience within the criminal underbelly world to be able to pull some stuff. What she doesn't actually have, and she can't. And that's going to be a fun, um, that's going to be a fun, um, uh, oh gosh, back explosion. Whatever the thing is, um, th that word where something doesn't work out in your favor when you want it to. Like a backlash. Backlash. There we go. That's going to be a fun backlash. Uh it's well, when she tries tries to do a move against Sasha that doesn't work. Well, I tell you one thing, she's dumb as a block of rocks because because she wants her son to 
she wants her son to have this position within the within the Crintho uh, Crintho's organization, part of coffee. They ain't got nothing to do with coffee. Mm-hmm. That's what she's hoping for for her son. Yeah. And has not she seen him almost be dead twice already because of that? Not but even survived, being part of, but, but just so being capable. affiliated. She, he's still alive he can do this the money the power the influence Mm -hmm. that's so much more important than this baby you're about to have who cares about kids yeah mom and sasha boy she looks like she's gonna have a baby soon every every actually pregnant i know she's actually pregnant i would say that perhaps um her first name now. Fact was Sasha. Mm-hmm. Mm, Sasha Gilmore. It, don't worry it, about it. I don't remember. Don't anyway. Anyway. Every episode she's on. That belly is bigger. Is there two babies in there? I had no idea. I'm, be, I'm curious to know because that belly is a growing. I mean, she, she could be eight and a half months pregnant by now for all I know. She could be because, you know, you, know, you can pregnancy for a long time actually especially when you're at your first pregnancy mm-hmm. and it is for her yeah. when you have your first first pregnancy your muscles don't have memory of oh i've done this already mm-hmm. you don't show nearly as quickly right so you know you could easily be five months pregnant in some cases even six it seems and as though... still not have much of a belly yeah it seems as though she was probably four or five months pregnant by the time they made sasha the character pregnant because this has been mm-hmm. on the fast track she's going to be having that baby in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. unlike maxie mm-hmm. who was pregnant for over a calendar year uh yeah you know yeah so you know, she was pregnant a long old time when she she was pregnant for a long time yeah she was she was pregnant for longer than nine months on the show um mm-hmm. but whatever i I wish I knew how Kirsten was doing. I'm sure I she's heard fine. Anything. We would have heard something yeah. if, if it wasn't going well, I think. I'm sure she'll be okay. You know, just yeah, leave probably. her alone. Just leave her alone. Let her recover. Let her do her thing. Just let her. She'll be back. Yeah. She'll be back. I'm she just went to Texas to for a little while. I'm back. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, to though. Family and but the but the major unfortunate part about this, though, is the fact that um, giving Maxie her baby back is going to be the conclusion of this storyline. And you can't give Maxie her baby back when she's not in town. So. No. The Bailey Lois thing might have to get stretched a little bit. Yeah, it might have a few more legs, huh? Yeah. So, and mm-hmm. I think that's, and I think the stretching is going to come from the relationship between Brooklyn and Valentine, which continues to grow every single time they mm-hmm. have a scene together. Mm-hmm. It's more mm-hmm. close. It's still, it's not romantic. They're definitely not going in a romantic direction. Mm-mm. Definitely. Chase not. and Chase is going romantic with Brooklyn. You can see it already. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> But uh, but but for yeah, Brooklyn and and Valentine, it's, it's not going romantic. It's definitely very much a a co-parent type of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can even see and oh man, if we can get Amanda Setton on the show, that would be great because I'd love to pick her little brain about what she brings to Brooklyn. Um, because you can see, at least I could see behind Brooklyn's eyes, her consideration of Nina's words about bringing Valentine into the fold, and maybe you shouldn't be lying to him about this. And da 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 da, and she continued yeah, well, the lies. But you, I, there was just something behind her eyes that I noticed that was just a little more like, this doesn't feel as right anymore. Yeah. 
Well, when Amanda Sutton came back to, to be Brooklyn, mm-hmm. to continue to be Brooklyn, um, this is the first time they've written Brooklyn to have some consideration for others. It's not just snark. To be a little more thoughtful, mm-hmm. to be kind, to be considerate. This has not ever been BLQ before. Mm-hmm. BLQ was selfish, self-centered, pretentious. Mm-hmm. A turd of a quarter main is what so, she was. <laughs> so like getting the job with deception so Maxie could see the baby at daycare was like alien Brooklyn. Right. That was so selfless. That was so giving. That was so considerate. That was so just empathetic. That's, that's just not a characteristic as hers before. And I love that because they're letting Brooklyn grow up. And through this storyline, they are allowing Brooklyn to grow up. I think that they've done a very good job of showing Brooklyn's transition from her returning to town, fake pregnant, versus her pretending to the be, be Bailey's mother. She came to town fake pregnant. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, whatever. We'll do this in the nursery whenever. I'm going to eat the shrimp. I don't need to take vitamins. There's no point at port of this performance that I really mm-hmm. need to really try for. And now that she has this baby in her hands. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pulled to an early scene where it was just her and the baby. I think they might have just gotten back to the Quartermain Mansion or something. And she was talking to Bailey Lois about stuff. I don't know. I can't quote exactly what it was about. But there was just something about that moment where she, you know what it was? It was when she was holding the baby in the hallway and showed Maxie through the window. Oh, that scene was so good. So good. I you know, tears. when you have a when you have a scene on anything, actually, it doesn't yeah. have to be General Hospital. You have a scene on anything where there is no spoken dialogue, but you completely mm-hmm. understand. Yeah, it really penetrates you. Yeah, you know, into an emotional level. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was one that of was them. that scene. Yeah, she because uh, Maxie walks up to the to the room window, looks out into the hallway, where Maxie, where uh, Brooklyn's there with the baby. Ma- uh, Brooklyn mm-hmm. turns the baby so her head's resting in the other arm. And just mm-hmm. kind of lifts her up a little bit. So Maxie, for the first time, can see the face of this baby that she had she had just delivered in the woods. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And then mm-hmm. the looks on their faces and all that stuff. And what Amanda Seton brought to me in that moment was, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how I'm going to get to the end of this. I don't know. I, I'm scared. You can see it in her face. I'm scared of what's going to be mm-hmm. happening next. But what I'm doing right now with this baby is the most important thing I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. And she like recognizes that. Mm-hmm. There's something about this bond that she's developing with Bailey that is showing Brooklyn what it's like to be a human being. Mm-hmm. And not a quarter mate or the grandchild of Tracy. Mm-hmm. But a human being. Mm-hmm. And it's just really interesting to give her give that to her with someone that she traditionally hasn't gotten along with either. Mm-hmm. This was very much convenience, and then it's becoming something more, some sort of mm-hmm. strong bond between Maxie and Brooklyn. And the power of Maxie's character, man. I mean, you know, Kirsten Storms is off right now getting healthy, but... She is so connected to everything in Port Charles. You know, she's like, mm-hmm. she's like as connected as Carly, but not as problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Because Maxie can get involved in anybody's storyline. She really could. She could. Mm-hmm. 
and she has a, a a a real relationship with a lot of them, not just acquaintance, but yeah. a real relationship with so many people. Yeah, yeah, with Jason, Spinelli, mm-hmm. um, you know, Sam? Lulu, Dan, uh, Dante, Sam. Um, I mean, that, that's just that's just the ones that roll off the tongue. But not to mention right. any connections that she has with the Quartermain family in general, the Scorpio family. All kinds of different other things. She has a very deep connection with Jason as well because she's had such a deep connection with Sam. When Sam and Jason were together before, she used to be over there all the time. She planned their wedding. She was always, they were always antagonizing Jason and pissing him off. And he couldn't wait for her to go home. Right, 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 right. um, Because Maxie, unlike Carly or someone like that, um, makes genuine friends, even if even if they don't always get along, even if they fight or bicker mm-hmm. about things, her friendships are genuine, mm-hmm. and not just surface level, and not just I'm here for this scene, but like a genuine connection with people, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. that's an important part of it, Maxie. You know, she she's the Maxinista, the fashionista. You know, she's very brilliant when it comes to 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 cosmetics and fashion and this that or the other thing. But what she's what she really excels at is just being a people person. Mm-hmm. And she she absolutely is. It just just a little a socialite. She's grown a lot too. She's grown a lot too. You know, Maxie used to be a very um, self centered teenager, mm-hmm. 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 and she's grown. She's yeah. grown. I mean, I'm, back in the day, I mean, she was drugging. She was she was drugging Lucky where he would want to be with her. Right, 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 right. That right. kind of stuff. You know, actually, I went back and I saw this one. I saw this one scene with Lucky, Jonathan Jackson, Lucky, and mm-hmm. Elizabeth Rebecca Herbst. It's always been her. Uh, and he was drunk and he was reading her the riot act about cheating on him with Nicholas. My God, Mm -hmm. my God, Elizabeth. Right. And he's like, what is it? What is it about it? Elizabeth? What is it about cheating? That's so hot for you. (laughs) And there was a couple of things. I was like, wow, they don't really have dialogue like this anymore. And like, this is very real and like, I don't know, like, just, just, what is it about cheating that's so sexy for you? Like, it's just the words that they used aren't words that they're using right now. Like, they can't, they don't, yeah. know, they don't say sexy, you know? They don't say sexy on General yeah. Hospital at the moment. And there was just something about that dialogue in there. And then it kind of fast-forwarded me a couple of years to Jason cheating on, or uh, Elizabeth cheating on Jason with someone, I can't recall, Xander. It was with Xander. Hmm. And I'm just like, come on, Elizabeth. What's going on here? Serial <laughs> well, That's cheating. why I call her Polly. Because she's, she's a serial Even though cheater. I like her so much better lately. I do. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, people people are very accusatory of Elizabeth right now, saying that she is not the center of her own storyline. But I disagree with that. I find her to be more of the center of this Peter thing than Finn is. Because all Finn does is go, Ugh, what am I going to do? But Elizabeth is the one that's like, well, this is what you're going to do. Yeah. You're going to get over it. You're going to stop thinking about it. You know, she's, yeah, she's always talking him away from the edge, isn't she? Always, always. She yeah, is she the one that is She is the one that's keeping things under wraps, not Finn. Mm-hmm. Finn was about to go turn himself in before, before she was like, uh, you've got another kid, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't do that because of Violet. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's been all Elizabeth. Elizabeth was the one that said, Hey, you killed this man. Let's throw him in a freezer. Hey, you got to keep your head. Hey, Anna knows more than she needs to know. I'm sending her off the course. I'm this, I'm that. I, Elizabeth is running the show 
And, and people yeah. aren't really recognizing that for some reason. Well, Anna's real close to figuring out the whole thing out. Anna figured real it close. out when the helicopter pilot was telling her about him not landing and there being somebody else on the roof with short with like brown and... hair. Yep. You know, you, you saw her on her face go, oh, okay. Yep. Let me confirm and, my suspicion. And it was another thing that she didn't want to believe. Right, right. But right. she didn't immediately throw herself into the sand this time, pretending it wasn't true. No, 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 no. Um, is she and gonna, that's what she did with Peter. Yeah, she, well, she learned from it. Is she going to arrest Finn and send him to the WSB for prosecution? Pff, no. No. No, 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 no. They're going to find I out. They're going to keep it under wraps. Or Jason's going to go down there and try to get the body. And the body's going to be gone. And hey, you know, nobody did any crimes because the body's gone. I wonder, though, is it going to turn out this way? Is Finn and Anna going to move the body? Maybe unbeknownst to us. Maybe. And then Jason... Is gonna go to move the body, and there's no body. Maybe did Finn get close to telling Anna what the truth? Or no, no, no. She's gonna confront him. Yeah, I think she's gonna. She's confront gonna confront. Him. Oh, I did. I did. I shoved her down the stairs, put him in a freezer. <laughs> uh. You know, earlier this week, Matt, there was a, there was a. You know how they have at the end of a scene, you're going to a commercial, they'll do like a tag, yeah, and they'll just have an expression. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. which is very soap opera normal, yeah, yeah, yeah. has been forever. Yeah, they hung on Michael Easton. His lips were those Ugh. pierced lips, where you could almost see his tonsils. He was so pierced. You know how he pierces his lip, but his mouth slightly open. Yeah, it was real exaggerated. <laughs> exactly, just like that. I know y'all can't see him, but guys, he looks just like him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious, Michael Easton. Oh, oh, man, Dr. Finn. Hey, you're important, Dr. Dr. Finn, Dr. Finn. Dr. Finn, yeah. Dr. Finn, House and Chase. Anna, you know, mm. Valentine, mm. you know, Mike, Sunny, Sunny Mike, Nina, Lenny, Phyllis, Ryan Chamberlain. Oh, Ryan Chamberlain. <laughs> oh, well, we'll get to him later. Because you know we got to make gotta sure talk that about we, Austin. We got to we, we missed exactly. it totally last week. We didn't exactly. mention one we single quarter last week. Completely last week, Matthew and I, after the fact, we were like, Do we need to Should do we any- cut another like twenty minute podcast? I mean, gosh, we went on about Carly too long. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna talk about Austin this week. Yes. Oh man, he had the best when it comes to comedic comedic general hospital he was the best this week yeah how you doing because yeah. oh we're not there yet okay <laughs> i loved it it's so funny i watched it a couple of times you know i'm curious though uh, I'm, I'm i'm curious to go back and watch some jimmy lee holt stuff because i get the feeling that austin is coming and poking the quartermains in the exact same way that jimmy lee did just being like oh hey i'm a member of the family cuz oh you're not paying attention to me yet that's all right in time Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I just feel, I just feel like, and I don't know for sure. I'm just guessing. I'm grasping at straws out there in the, uh, in the sky, but it sounded, it's, it just seems to me like Jimmy Lee didn't come into the quarter mains and was like a true scary antagonistic. He's going to take all of our money force, but more of like a almost comedic annoyance. Uh, if I, re- if I can recall, and it was a long time right. ago, um, you're right. It's just more of a comedic. They annoyance. didn't take him too seriously. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's this hick 
That just he was just a hillbilly sh- buffoon. Uh, the hillbilly who, who happens to He's share a our DNA. buffoon, you know, due to grandfather's indiscretions. Right, right. He's not really a Q. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I just get the feeling that there's, there's similarities in what's being told here between just, I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just smart. Maybe I'm just wise mm-hmm. and brilliant beyond all of my years and just know more than I think that I do, or it's just so obvious through performance. I don't know. And you know, Austin's gonna find out he ain't never gonna be Jason's cousin. Um. I mean, Brooklyn's barely Jason's cousin. I mean. They're still cousins. Come on. Well, they're cousins, but he's not going to think of them that way ever. Well, are they cousins? Let's see here. Okay, so there's like yes, there's, there's there's Edward Allen Jason, right? And then there's like mm-hmm. Tracy Ned Brooklyn. So yeah, I guess. Because mm-hmm. Ned yeah. and no, because Ned is no. Well, I don't know. Because Ned and and Jason are on different levels of the family tree. Mm, no, or they're not. not. No, Ned and Jason are on the same level. Brooklyn's below yes. Jason on the family yes. tree. Yes. So they're like cousins removed or something. Second cousins. They're second cousins. Second, second cousins. cousins. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, you know, I was trying to fit, figure out where Jimmy Lee fit on that whole hierarchy of cues as well. But as he turns out, he's on the same level as Ned. Yes. Because we got Edward, yes, Jimmy because, Lee. Because when it comes Austin. to the siblings, some of them are halves, of course. Right. But there is Alan. Yes. And Tracy. Tracy. And Jimmy Lee. But, and Jimmy Lee and Justice. Justice. Justice Quartermain. I've never even heard of him. Uh, I don't know of Justice. Yes. Might have been a grandson. Okay. Anyway, he had another. he had another... Um, child too. He had another son, and the mother is uh, Mary May. Mary May. I don't know who Mary May Mary is. Mary May. Yes. Mary so, May. So, uh, that was one of one of um, Edward's affairs. He had okay. a child, another son. So he had two sons yeah. outside of his marriage. He's got four and kids. And then he had yeah, four kids. So far that we know. As about. of right. Now, <laughs> Bradley Ward. Yes. Ned, uh, Bradley Ward, Alan Quartermain, Jimmy Lee Holt, and Tracy. Alan and Tracy were her only his only two legitimate children. Yes, with Lila. With Lila, the other ones were outside of the marriage. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Lee and Bradley. Yes. Yes. Right. Interesting. Yes. Grandsons. Justice is his grandson. Yes. So that's the yes. son of and Bradley. Justice. And Justice was on the show quite a bit back then. Mm-hmm. He he became part of the Quartermain fold. Okay, back okay. then. Yeah, so he's got uh, he's got uh, quite a few grandsons: Justice, Ned, AJ, Jason, Drew, Austin, and Dylan. Yes, Cause D- is Dylan Tracy's kid? Yes. So Ned's brother. So he's a great. Yes, Ned's brother with a different daddy, and like twenty years difference as well. Yes, yeah. big age difference yeah. too. At least fifteen years. Yes. Uh, Edward Quartermain only has one legitimate granddaughter. Brooklyn, that's it. Uh, yeah, it seems like it. Um, beyond that, Sky was adopted. Emily was yeah. adopted, and yes. then um, Faith apparently is another child of uh, Bradley Ward, Faith Ward. I don't remember her. I don't know. Who's Alexandria? And there's a Mia as well. 
No, Mia's not. That Mia's different. Mia's different. Yeah. No, Mia was. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is Edward should have went to bed with his own wife more, and other people less. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but it wouldn't goodness. be a soap opera if well, you know, didn't. Well, <laughs> really what it all comes down to is this is a classic as it gets when it comes to General Hospital is a long-lost Quartermain coming out of the woodworks to mix things up. Absolutely. And what do you get from this? You get a shot of the Quartermains that I missed seeing so much. Is all of them on one side of the study or the, the, the den or whatever it is, they the living room. Mm-hmm. All of the Quartermains on a group on one side and somebody else on the other. I know. And when the... And it's and, uh, who was it that said it? It might have been Brooklyn. Someone, or it could have been Olivia, um, about how when the Quartermains feel threatened, they really do come together in the ranks, don't they? <laughs> and it's, and it's yeah. that visual depiction of that, you know, where you've just got this group of Quartermains just standing there. Mm-hmm. Michael and Ned and Olivia and just just, just the Quartermains. I, I wish I could explain it more. I wish I could describe this, but the Quartermain group standing, I think, is is something that everyone can visualize. Well, they usually they're bickering and they're split, right? But but when they do, you know, and then and just mm-hmm. just just the just the depiction of it from just the shots that they choose to air alone, you know, where all of them are in frame together and they are all standing there mm-hmm. as a group, all looking in the same direction with that same Quartermain expression, and it just. I actually really, really, really like, to be honest with everybody, that Michael is more Quartermain than Corinthos. Well, he's t- when he's standing in that house, he sure is. And I agree with you. He is does seem to be more Quartermain than Corinthos, which makes sense because... He isn't really a Corinthos. Biologically, he is a Quartermain. Yeah. yeah, he was raised, sure, he was raised by Sonny. Sure, he might have an understanding of things, but... He's far more. Um, he's but he deep, was never comp- you know. he was never out of that house though. I mean, he considered he was Corinthos, you know, raised in a Corinth, but he was never completely out of that Q house. He went no. back to that cute house his yeah. whole life. Yeah, well, he was always recognized as. Well, once they found out that he was AJ's, I don't kid, think he's ever missed pizza on Thanksgiving. Once they realized that he was AJ's kid, you know. Um, then that, if if there's anything about Quartermains, is if you are legitimized into the family, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's going to be the truth. That's going to be truth with Austin, too. You can see it with Monica already. That once you're in... in yeah, in, she, she's, you can already see that she's going to accept him into the fold. Right. Well, Monica... Because it's been proven. Jason proved it to her already. He went and did the research. Mm-hmm. He came and talked to her on Friday yeah, about it, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, you know what, Ma? He really is the real deal. Yeah, he's the real deal. Yeah, well, the, the, yeah. Um, well, the, the thing is, see, Monica, she used to be kind of a, um, you know, a horny, crazy lady. Um, <laughs> but I would think that that's mostly reacting to how Alan did stuff, and not necessarily oh, something right. that was a part of her. You know, just more. Mm-hmm. Well, Alan did this, so I am. He deserves it. This is my revenge. This isn't mm-hmm. a true marriage anyway. Blah, 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 I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, it seems, you know, you know me. I, I only really started truly watching with detail over the last couple of years. So when it came to how much Alan and Monica actually truly loved each other, they were just philanderers, I, I couldn't say. You know. They truly, they were truly, truly loved each other. And once, you know, like we've said, they become grandkids. grandparents together. And yeah. they were cool. Yeah. But back in the 70s and the 80s, 
Oh my gosh, they cheated on each other. They tried to kill each other. They did all kinds of things to God, each other. That must have been they so fun. They did horrible things together. And they had a lot of, I remember them on being on a boat dark. Oh my gosh, they did all kinds of crazy things. And and then Monica was a real trio because Monica, she was in love with Rick Weber. Mm-hmm. Rick Weber was married to Leslie. So Leslie and Monica were always fighting. And there was, uh, and they were always push pulling. On. Oh my gosh, it just was good stuff. a love triangle mess. Just good stuff. It was so soapy. We don't, we don't, we don't have. I don't think we've had a great love triangle. I don't think we've had a great love triangle in a little while on General Hospital. I think they're trying to set it up for uh, Nina, Carly, and Sunny. But I don't know. I need a good juicy love triangle like that. You know, like, like why are Alan and Monica even still together? Because they need to be in close proximity so they can continue to try to kill each other. <laughs> why get divorced no i want to keep the money i want to keep the money he needs to die uh-huh yeah uh-huh. no i i just i think that the there's an element of fun that exists in there and just an element of just soupy soapy sudsy dramaness that exists in mm-hmm. that sort of thing that that uh is, is a lot of fun um mm-hmm. gosh you know that scene they show with uh jason and monica on friday Mm-hmm. I think that was the first time, and maybe maybe it has happened in the past, but not very many times, where Jason actually told his mom that he loved her. That's been very seldom. Yeah. Um, Drew used to say it. Well, yeah. So the, it seems to be kind of a, it's, it's an interesting development that happened when Drew was playing Jason. And ultimately they decided that Drew was Drew and Drew wasn't Jason. And so that kind of eliminated the growth that happened between Monica and Jason's relationship because it didn't really happen with Jason. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they seem to kind of keep some of that connection between the characters Mm -hmm. anyway. Um, And Mm -hmm. I will always, you know me, I'll I'll always come up with something that I think makes sense within the world of of the show that hasn't necessarily been explicitly said by a character. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would I would say that the five years of being separated from everybody and living in only your mind like Jason had been because mm-hmm. his body was shut down because of the drugs, but his brain, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he was living in his head without mm-hmm. doing, without the ability to do anything, but miss the people of his family. So it might've put, put a few things in perspective. I think it put some, some things in perspective for him. And when he came back to mm-hmm. town and Monica immediately recognized him as Jason and was like, Oh no, that's true. You are my son. I think that mm-hmm. really kind of awakened something inside Jason that hadn't been awake before. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. if you want to say anything, you know, maybe the 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 um, the intense drug treatment that Jason received while being patient six over in Switzerland mm-hmm. uh, cured some of his emotional blockage in his brain damage. I, I don't know. Maybe. maybe. And it was very interesting, too. Another interesting thing about the conversation was Jason actually put some blame on himself for the brother situation. And yes, AJ really messed up and he messed up over and over and over again. But Jason and Sonny and Carly, they didn't give him a chance to be better at the very end. They just didn't really give him a chance to be better. He Uh, was getting better too. He was getting better. Jason and Sonny killed him when he, the time that AJ really didn't deserve it mm-hmm. is the time he's really dead. And I don't think AJ's ever coming back. No. But they've kind of depleted what they can because they have killed AJ and haven't come back twice already. But he walked off into heaven with Edward and Lila. 
Yes, he did. That's hard to come so, back yeah. from. That's hard to come back from. Oh, no, you walked off with Emily. And Emily yeah, and Lila. And, you know, and it was, it was, they, they killed them off real good last time too, but I don't think he walked off with the grandparents the last time. But as it turned out, Monica had him in that special lab in the basement. Oh, the, the lab is being love, occupied right her, now. Yeah, you know, the same place where she has her love triangle, where her little, not her love triangle, her love nest was um, Yuri. Um, that's where she used to have, <laughs> that's where she used to have AJ. And she was treating him all that time anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, of course, of course, he could always be in Dr. Dave Hayward's basement. Of course, he could always be doing, doing that. Uh, I don't see the point. I don't either. <laughs> you know? Um, but it's good because, um, you know, Jason did have a role to play in all of that. Uh, and even then after he got his brain damage and stuff, Jason very, while, while the core domains were very much like, listen, get back into this, into this box that you were growing up in. You do not be any different than how you were. Go and go Mm -hmm. back to school. You go and be a doctor. You pretend like nothing happened, Jason. Yeah. When he couldn't. But also at the same yeah. time, he was very much like, I'm done with this family. I have nothing to do with these people. I don't mm-hmm. know them. They're rude to me. Screw off. Yep. And then he rode the motorcycle into the house. Right. Yeah. That was a good scene. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, while the Quartermains were pushing him, he also pushed back against it as well. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Jason absolutely did have a role in that. He could have he he could have been like, all right, let me chill. Mm-hmm. Let me just see what things are going to go like over the next year and see what sort of mm-hmm. life I fall into rather mm-hmm. than running away and bonding with other people and, and separating himself from the core domain family. So, yeah, there was a role. There was absolutely a role that he played in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if more mm-hmm. people listen to Lila and Ned during that time, we could still have Jason Quartermain around. That's and not true. Jason Morgan. Not Jason Moore. And not Jason You know, we've already been doing this podcast for almost an hour. So what is it that we haven't talked about that we need to? Well, let's talk about Austin just a little a bit little more. more. Okay. I'm really, I'm curious, curious what are they going to do with Austin? What are they going to do with Austin? And who is going to be, you know, is Austin going to be chief of staff? I don't think so. She said she already made her recommendation, but didn't say who mm-hmm. it was. So it could be Austin. Mm-hmm. It could be neither it one of be. you sitting right here. And I needed you to know that I've gone with my long lost great nephew. Mm. Could be. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I never really don't saw know. him. Throw, he didn't throw his hat in the ring, did he? I don't remember him doing that. Neither. I saw something on Twitter. Somebody saying something about, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think mm. so. Um, well, I, I, I thought that it was down to these these two women. The how you doing, cuz was hilarious. Of course, of course, hilarious. Roger Howard plays that so I well. I loved it. He really does. He really does. Yeah, you know, at first he he was, at first he came off to me as like a little bit socially awkward. Mm-hmm. You know, in those first couple of scenes with Maxie and such, such it just mm-hmm. seemed like he had like, I don't know, like a, like a like an in, like an adult innocence about him you know what i mean i think they kind of played him where he's been so secluded and from this very small town and he's not lived in metropolitan Mm -hmm. and he's like i remember that scene where he had with carly i mean it was earlier this past week where he stopped her at the elevator and he just had no um he had no uh idea of what personal space was Mm. and when he stepped up to her he was like right here right here in her face hey hi yeah, I don't, Do you I, remember don't recall, that? I don't recall him getting in her no, face. He, 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 that's when he was kind of like, kind of pull her 
uh, information out of her. Yeah. 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 And she's yeah. talking about who it's, relation and yeah. all that stuff. It, yeah. It, it seems to me like he plays up the country bumpkin thing a little bit in order to mm-hmm. disarm people. You know, I think so too. And so, so like to me, bigger. I misinterpreted. I'm like, he seems to be kind of like one of those like innocent adults. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, um, but no, no, he was just trying to put Maxie at ease while she was mm-hmm. having a baby in the woods. And since then, mm-hmm. he's just been like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I live. Yeah, oh yeah, cameras here. Must be the property manager. All that kind of stuff. And and they called him on it. They're like, oh, so you knew who you were this whole time? Yeah. And you were just. Spinning the inform- spinning the conversation to get information you wanted. That was kind of... Yeah. Well, there's two other things that come to mind. Ava looked wonderful at the pool. When she walked in that black bathing suit and that hat, oh yeah. my gosh, she looked glamorous, didn't she? We decided she? to play hooky today. Yeah, I loved it. She looked so great. She looked so great. Her necklace is going to get back together. Isn't that going to get a divorce? Oh, no, 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 no. But there's going to yeah. be some confusion with Austin, though, because she thinks that he bought her the drink. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, that was that was fun. I love all the pool stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, what else did I want to bring up? Well, I like the fact, I like, I like the, um, I like how Trina and Nicholas, or Trina and, and Spencer were involved in that as well, because Trina went forward with her plan. You know, mm-hmm. drink for them, drink for them, yeah, 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 yeah. And then Spencer tried mm-hmm. to blow it up immediately, but then that just kind of creates, like, the tension between the two. I just think it's fun to see Trina try to put them back together while Spencer tries to keep them apart. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, yeah, so that was interesting. I loved all that. And, um, oh, my gosh. What about that Ding Ryan? Oh yeah, we'll I didn't know he there. was out there in Country Club Jailhouse. Well, he's in the Country Club Jailhouse. He's not a dangerous um, inmate. I guess not, because he can't move, huh? He can't oh, move. he is a dangerous. Oh, you know what? If Heather shows up in the Country Club, something's wrong. She's dangerous. She's in Pentonville. <laughs> she's dangerous. Well, she's supposed to be in the asylum, some kind of asylum. Asylum, yeah, well, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, this is this is like the this is like a rehab recovery. Yeah, like jail. Light jail. Yeah, it's light jail. It's light, light jail. jail. Light yes, jail. I but can see. Jail. I can see the logic of putting Ryan there because Ryan does not need to be in Pentonville based on his condition. True or not, that's what they believe is going on. He's in a catatonic right. state. He doesn't need to be in Pentonville for that. That is that is mm-hmm. a a prison that is that is meant to keep people under control who need to be. This well, other place is for people you can wheel into a room and lock the door and be confident they're not going to leave. Right, they're not going to do anything. Well, them showing Ryan at all. Just shows me that that's not true. He is faking it. Well, of course. And there's going to be some good stuff come about. Yes, yes. So it seems as though it seems as though this judge story is over already. Pretty much. Because the governor was even like, "We've asked for her resignation from the justice board," and blah 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 Mm -hmm. blah. blah. So that Mm -hmm. yeah, it was it was quick. It was done. It was to get Sean out of the jail and uh, move Alexis on to the next part. Of yeah. her and they've already story. said that they're going to review the other cases, even though they're not going to show them. Yeah. But it looks like some other people that are unjustly mm-hmm. incarcerated are going to get out as well. Right. They've right. alluded to that very much. Okay. So, even though they're not going to show it. Right, right, right. Which is cool. Um, and who, who knows what that might mean for any other character that has been on the canvas before that is supposedly supposed to be in jail now still. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they'll commute Brad's sentence or something. You know, I don't know. You know what? What they should do with Brad, they're really, they're, 
and maybe they will. Maybe they will. Brad should be a child of the Wu family. He should be connected to crime. I don't. I don't know who the Wu family is. They're part of the five families. Oh, I don't know. I mean, they could. They could. Um, and I... they have sort of one time before said something about his family mm -hmm. being notorious. A mm -hmm. little, little, little bit. Yeah. But that um, they should make Brad um, uh, one of the Wu clan. Well, what's nice? What, what What's good about um, about the name Brad Cooper? Is that that mm -hmm. could very, very easily be a fake name. My name is Bradley right. Wu. I went with Brad Cooper because that's an actor and I thought it was funny. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, there, there's legs there. Um, and, they, and they showed Mrs. Wu mm -hmm. at the five family meeting and gave her dialogue. Yeah. I think that that's good. I think that they could absolutely do that. Um, I... So you know how much I, I, you know, how much trash I've talked about Brad on this podcast. Ah, uh, yeah, you're not a big Brad fan. Um, and here's the thing. I don't like Brad with Lucas, okay? I don't like Brad and Lucas. I don't like their dynamic. I don't like their chemistry. I don't like their relationship. I don't understand it. I don't I don't see it. I don't, I don't get it, you know? Well, they I, had to move away, and they've had, they've had Lucas move away now. Yeah, Lucas is no longer even in Port Charles. Yeah, that's who Austin took his position. Yes, yes. 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 Yes, uh, Lucas is gone. They recast him. Didn't work. Yep. Gone I don't later. know what happened with, with Ryan Carnes. I don't know why he stepped away or why they decided to recast, but this recast did not capture the imaginations of people, I guess, as they hoped they did, so he is gone for the time being, which is yes. fine. Cause you can bring Because I think Brad is great with Brit. Oh, they're so good. You know, I think yeah. Brad is good in certain situations. I just didn't think that he was very good, interesting, or compelling with Lucas. I didn't find his role in the Wiley thing to be enjoyable. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, and mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with uh, with with the actor or anything. You know, he 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 tries and he's active on Twitter and he was clearly passionate about the time that he had on, on General Hospital and was excited to come back for the bit scenes that he's done. Uh, having and conversations lastly, with you Brit. didn't see you didn't see a lot of Perry stuff because it was just prior to you watching again. Yeah, yeah, I've really only seen Brad kidnaps Wiley version of Brad, right? Where he's you didn't just see intense. him as a lab tech. No. You didn't see all of the Ellie Spinelli stuff. No, no, not at all, not yeah. at all, not at all. Whatever, whatever charm or fun or funniness or whatever that Brad had, um, he did not have during his time when he was worried about getting caught with Wiley. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I don't know that version of Brad. Well, he wasn't a good person. Right. He wasn't right. a good person. No, I, I totally understand that. But he was conniver. I, but I, I also enjoy Valentine and Obrecht and all of these other villainous people that are on mm -hmm. General Hospital. So I imagine there's something in the history of Brad that I could find a connection to. I don't know what it is yet. But if they were to bring him back without Lucas on the canvas anymore is great. I think that there's room to, to have me, at least... <laughs> be more interested in what Brad has to bring to the show. Awesome. At least for me. What did you what did you think of the scenes of what did you think with Anna and and uh, Valentine over at Ryan's Hope Ryan's bar? Right. And they got the pilot and you know what I loved about some of it <laughs> was, was physical with, with violence. Anna. Well yeah of course. You know me. <laughs> um anyway so you know the scenes where Anna's actually talking to the pilot and Valentine's sitting behind them in a, yeah. at a table, listening. Yeah. yeah. 
just the intent, all the expression on Valentine's face and the eyebrow going up and the eyebrow going down and all this intent listening and concern. And James. then he jumped up and, and then he jumped up and kind of did a kind of did a Nina uh, Cassandra thing. Mm-hmm. Boom. Bam. On the bar. Yeah. James Patrick Stewart. Oh, when he's in a scene, Stewart. I love you. Try your best to keep your eyes on JPS during every single scene that he's in, because even when he's in the back, Valentine is still in the scene, and Absolutely. his reactions, his Valentine reactions to the to the drama that happens around him, is amazing. Um, so there's that example of of being in Ryan's bar or Ryan's restaurant mm-hmm. or whatever it is, Ryan's Hope Place. Um, mm-hmm. and, and listening and the eyebrow raise and the, this and that, and the, oh, 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 suspicious, mm-hmm. all of that. And then all of the face that he pulled when Austin came in and messed up the quarter main shares meeting of him <laughs> just standing in the back with a mm-hmm. smile, with just, a smirk, huh? just enjoying the juicy quarter main family drama that he has always heard about mm-hmm. and has been involved in a little bit, but never at this level. Never were, oh, look it's, at me standing on the quarter main side of things. It's like, oh, all these things I've heard before about this crazy people here that last name starts with a Q, it's all true and it's delicious and I'm just going to stand here and take it in. Yep, and then he found his perfect moment and he's like, oh, okay, well, I think that there's enough confusion going on now for this vote to not happen. See you in the office on Monday. Um, <laughs> you know, I just, it just... <sighs> He just brings so much. Um, and the yes. whole sequence itself with Austin coming in and Olivia being all like, well, I read in Edward's, uh, Edward's memoirs that he, you're the illegitimate child. <laughs> just. <laughs> oh, Matthew, just I went stuff. on Amazon. I'm going to buy Lucy Coe's book. I can't help it. Oh, are you? Well, we could put my <laughs> we could put my, my special edition, All My Children, People's Magazine side by side with the uh, with the general, ho- <laughs> the guide to Port Charles. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, I got to buy that nonsense. I'm not interested. I was always interested. Now I'm hyper interested. All right. All right. Give me your favorite thing of the week. My favorite thing of the week. My Mm -hmm. favorite thing of the week. My favorite thing of the week was JPS knocking that dude under the bar. Yes, you know me. I love that. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. That was my favorite thing of the week, viewing the show. My huh. favorite the, of the week, of the week, not viewing the show, was about two hours ago. Ah, yes, of course. Uh, yeah. Nice, fun conversation with Kathleen Gotti. Gatti. Gatti. Yes. Kathleen Gatti herself. Lisa Lobrecht, live on the 10th floor. That's definitely available yeah. for you to listen as well. Um, uh, my favorite part of the week was, oh gosh, I just had it. Now it's gone. It's too bad. It was all good. Well, the townie thing was hilarious. The townie thing is good. The kids are, are heating up, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, just to go, just just to quickly go over it. Uh, Cameron Jocelyn, going to be pretty interesting, I think, going forward. Um, they're going to start off as lovey dovey, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to do it, and then there's going to be drama. Like they are mm-hmm. on the, they are to me, they are on, they are on uh, the, the 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 quick course to 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 the hippity dip. Um, well, yeah, because they've all alluded that they all the kids have now graduated from high school. They're yeah. all celebrating their 18th birthday right now or next week. Yeah. And what and what's beyond that is some humpity dump. Yeah. So they're going to be doing the hibbity dip. Um, and it's and it's just it's so obvious, you know, with the, oh, can you put the sunblock on my back? Watch your hands, townie. It's coming and it's going to be dramatic. It's yeah. going to be bad. I don't know whether it's I don't know what's going to happen, but there's going to be some sort of drama that happens 
when they lose their mm-hmm. V cards to each other that's going to play out on the show, I feel. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, you know, I'm interested in, in, in what's happening with, 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 the, with, with them kids. I guess they're not kids yes. anymore. With them young adults. Yes, so that's gonna be fun um mike's clearly so 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 soon to coming back to port charles so that's gonna be a lot of fun um that is gonna be a lot of fun i don't know man i don't know what my favorite part was i just loved it i just enjoyed it i thought it was a good solid week it was a good solid week i liked it too it was a lot of fun a lot of fun i don't think lenny's long for this world matt no, 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 no. Even with the treatments, I don't think he's going to survive. Um, we got to get, we got to get Phyllis out of the Tano and into Charlie's or something. Yep. Or I don't want, I, oh, I don't want them to send uh, Phyllis off into the sad sunset of figuring out life by herself. And Nina and Mike are just now gone and you're back in Tano by yourself. I don't think that's going to happen. No. I think Phyllis is going to stick around. Yeah. Yeah. If, if Lenny does pass, I do think that Phyllis is going to relocate to Port Charles. So we'll see how all that comes out in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's not for me to say. It's for me to watch and enjoy and consume. It sure is. Yeah, so excellent work, General Hospital. This was the quickest podcast we've ever done, in my opinion. This hour flew by faster than any other time we've ever done. It It really has. I hope it was just as quick for everybody listening in. I just just didn't hear enough of your voice that wasn't you, so... (sighs) Um. <laughs> I, understand, I understand. All right, folks. You know, I mean, I think I think we're gonna get back on the elevator once again. There's just, you know, we you know us. We could talk about GH for five hours if we wanted to, but we're not gonna put you through that. No, we're not. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that we're gonna we're gonna gather our stuff. We're gonna go ahead and grab our little clipboards in our in our messenger bags. We're gonna throw it all over. We're gonna take our white lab coat off. We're gonna hang it up in the wardrobe closet. We're gonna go ahead and get back into that elevator. We're gonna go back down to the first floor and. We're going to say goodbye to Kathleen Gaddy once again. Bye, Kathleen. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. And we're going to get back into our cars. We're going to go home and we're going to once again spend some time with our families. Mm -hmm. I've been Matt. I've been Kat. And we'll catch you right back here next week on the 10th floor. 10th floor. Bye. Bye.